Hey, this is Spencer McCarty, the 2018-2019 music director at KUGR. You're about to listen to my interview with Caroline Rose at the Tree Fort Music Festival in Boise, Idaho. This was easily the highlight of my week while we were there and my favorite interview. I hope you enjoy and check out our music afterwards. Hi. Hi, everyone. I guess just to start things off, did the band Cactus survive the tour? <laughs> oh, my God. The band Cactus. Wow. Let me tell you about the band Cactus. Um, well, his name is Khaki. Khaki the Cactus. And he got, like, knocked over about, like, 800,000 times. So um, we took him out of the van. Turns out a cactus is really not a good plant to have in, in a, tour, a, a small enclosed space. Yeah, and there was, like, no place to put... We had it on the dashboard, and, like, any time you would make, like, an even remotely sudden turn, it would just, like, fly across the dashboard. And all the rocks and dirt that was in there, it, like, got caught in the vents, so the air conditioning stopped working. And so we are like, okay, we can't put it on the dashboard anymore. And we had even, like, rigged, uh, like, Velcro, um, like, we had Velcroed the potted plant, like, the pot down to the, you know, the, um, the there was, like, a little station on the dashboard and so we're like well let's just move it into one of the cup holders but when it was dark in there people would just like reach for their drink and like accidentally hit the cactus with their spike their hand so i think someone eventually got so fed up we were like we need to get the cactus out of here but i don't remember where it went so it's just somewhere in the middle of america it's somewhere it's somewhere i thought i would be the one to have it but i don't have it (laughs) and i just like I just moved and everything. I'm like, it never turned up. I don't know where it is. So now we only have inflatable plants and fake plants. Easier. Much easier. Yeah. Yeah. And still aesthetically pleasing. And kind of cool. Like, I've become recently obsessed with fake plants. Um, So now our live show, um, you won't see it here because we we can't have any of our stuff here. But um, our headlining show, it's like just like weird fake plants and flowers and it looks really cool. Red, totally. Um, on your uh, Spotify account, you said uh, you have a playlist called "Nice is the New Punk." Uh, totally <laughs> agree. Yeah. And some of the bands on the playlist are actually here at Tree Fort, like Naked Giants, Illuminati Hotties, and Rebel Bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Like, is like why is Nice the New Punk? And have you been able to catch any of those other bands at Tree Fort? Um. Well, Illuminati Hotties just left, and we got in last night. And I think Naked Giants left too, but we are planning on seeing Rubble Bucket. Excellent. Yeah, there are those are all our friends. They're just the best. Um, so yeah, and have you seen Rubble Bucket live? No, I uh, of that list I was able to catch uh, Naked Giants last night. Oh, I love um, them, which was really great. Yeah, I love them so much. Those guys are awesome. They are so nice too. I know. Um, well, I I'm trying to remember how that started. Oh. I remember why it started. Someone had, I was doing an interview and they had, they, we, we started talking about like the stereotypes of rock music and stuff. And, and I was talking about how like that whole mentality of being like a mean punky asshole is so tired and like people, I don't want to put up with that at all ever. And I don't think, I mean, I get cranky just like any other person. And like everybody has their bad days, but I'm I guess I'm specifically talking about the people who like make it a point to be fing rude. And I just don't want to interact with anyone like that. And there's so many in the music industry and I feel like they need to be 
like wrung out. So I I stopped working with people like that um, a while ago. And I now if somebody's an ass, like I won't work with them. I won't work with their clients. Like if somebody has like a really fucking asshole manager, like I won't work with their clients. Yeah. And I, you know, sometimes it's difficult because there's some bookers of like, uh, I can't get into that, but there's some real asshole bookers out there that you wish you didn't have to work with. And I think ultimately if I, uh, I don't know, if I had a little bit more bargaining power, I would stop working with them too. So I think like, you know, you are in command of your, of your own life. And if you don't like someone, you don't have to be around them. So it's just like a little funny way of encouraging people to try, try and be nicer. Excellent. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I made it in the music industry. So therefore I have this like unspoken right to be rude yeah, or something. Yeah. It's really it's interesting. It's also, um, I don't know. I've experienced some, some people who, um, they'll either like, they've, they've just like never seen any hardship. And so they have this like feeling of entitlement and that is equally as frustrating as somebody who's like been in the business forever and thinks that they're entitled because they've been in the business forever. And, um, I think both are like royally up and annoying. So I just like have a hard time with anyone who has a big ego like that. Just like thinks that they're, they deserve something more than anyone else. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the philosophical answer. Excellent. Yeah. Um, in an interview with the Rolling Stone, you gave a shout out to the filmmaker Pedro Almodovar, mm. uh, who's known for his use for like monochromatic and color. Has he influenced your look and style at all? And how so? Yeah, I think so. Especially his like, uh, I think what's influenced me more than anything is his the his use of like bizarre comedy mm. and and pop aesthetic because um, he kind of has this like Andy Warhol like 60s crazy color like cuckoo kind of style but his subject matter is, is like horrific I mean every movie is like it it's like hard to watch there's something in it that's like hard to watch and I think that there's a really interesting dichotomy between the the two of those things and um you know, kind of like balancing this like bizarre, morbid, um, like kind of scary story with these like bright, fun colors and like these fun characters who are really beautiful. And um, I think it it makes for a really interesting aesthetic. Yeah, totally. So yeah, so I think that has influenced me a lot. And and film, I think a lot of film in general, like that, kind of has that same like bizarre, dark comedy. Red. Thing. Um, has there been thought of changing from red or is that like here to stay i just like red i've been wearing it for like a l ever <laughs> a long time um, uh, also on tour you and your band made a musical or uh, sorry a non-musical to-do list uh <laughs> how successful were you in that list and were there any like standout moments wow you really did your homework these are deep cuts oh, thank you <laughs> this is a good interview um we, I, it's, oh, that's so funny because I just found that list. Oh, it's excellent. like our band to do list, mm -hmm. and some of them were so funny. It would be like, go see a movie and get an extra large popcorn. It would like be like the most wholesome stuff, and then it would also be like, go to a strip club or, um, 
I don't know. There was like all sorts of weird things. Go to a baseball game. I actually don't think go to a strip club was on it. That sounds like I don't because I don't think anyone would actually do it. Maybe a little less wholesome. <laughs> yeah. There, there was it was so wholesome, and that I think that's why it was so cute because it's like people have this idea that like rock bands go out and do all this crazy shit. And I don't know. Most people are on their phones the whole time, but we try and like do fun stuff when we go on tour. Um, like we went to a trampoline park once. That was really fun. And um, we like laser tag. Uh, we love laser tag. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, yeah. And there and there'd be like cook a meal together. Like just real cute, wholesome shit. But I think we got through almost all of it. Oh, good. Yeah, we should make another one. Of course. Why stop? That's exactly my, my sentiment. In Loner, it really doesn't hold, in your album, Loner, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it really doesn't hold back in satirizing a bunch of different topics like party culture, playing it safe, and like, you know, money. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any topics that you're going to be looking forward to uh, tackling and poking fun at? Um, No, because I don't think that I'm like, uh, I don't think that I'm like, oh, I want to write a song about this topic. It's more stuff that just happens in my life, and um, and more than anything, I I wanted to I wanted to make an album that was about you know that kind of like personified elements of myself. So in a way, it would be like um, if you create like short stories out of that are influenced by someone's life. So it's like a fictional memoir that's like based on real life yeah if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like little vignettes of my own life and in those vignettes like create these little movies so um i think the the topical stuff comes out naturally because it just happens in my my life but i will say that i on the next album like i i'm cognizant of of being like too topical about things and so the whole thing is going to be more of like one large narrative rather than having these like miniature movies um it's going to feel more like one large movie like listening to a movie so um yeah i don't know i guess when it comes the the money song um that one i actually think i did want to write a song about money that's the only one that i was like how can I express how I feel about this weird, bizarre thing yeah. that I'm like a slave to? Super concerned. Like, what is money? <laughs> yeah, classic stuff. Yeah. Um, for your intro song to Bikini, it has multiple titles. Uh, what led to the multiple names? And do you think it's easier giving just like like single title or uh, multiple? Oh, are you talking about the intro to Bikini? Yeah. 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 Um, well, that, I really liked that groove. I liked it so much. And it used to be called Schizo Drift Jam 1 forever because uh, that was what it was on my phone and it was like from like years ago of my last band we were when we were first getting together we were kind of just jamming on this thing and I was trying out having like a delayed snare and because you can do really s- cool stuff if you like throw a mic up on a snare and then just run it through some delay and live you it's really cool because you could press a pedal and you can like have it feedback in this like really big feedback loop or you can gate it using your foot so um we were messing around with that and we kind of like came up with this like psychedelic fun beat and i had always loved it and just wanted to use it for something and so when i was putting together this album um i'm like well i don't 
I don't want to turn it into a song because I just like the little clip. And I'm like, this would be fun to like make a weird little art piece out of it and just put some like a bunch of weird robot voices over it. Um, and and then when I was like pile compiling like the track listing for everything, I kind of had an idea of how I wanted it to flow from the beginning. Um, and I, I knew that that song would go well into another like faster hitting song. So, um, I, I think before Bikini, it just ended up feeling like an intro to Bikini, and it also was originally Schizo Drift Jam 1, which I will, like, forever remember it as Schizo Drift Jam 1. Where does that word come from, Schizo Drift? Oh, I think it's when I, um, when I was, like, leaving, I'd kind of, like, shut the door on folk and country-ish music, and, um, I was just, like, really tired of of making that kind of music because it just and I'll always love it which is like why I think there's still elements of that music in my in the music that I make now especially the storytelling kind of stuff but um I w I'm just interested in so many different styles that I wanted to like create a genre that kind of reflected how I felt because there's like a little bit of surf and a little bit of electronic and pop and like all these different elements and there's just now music gets like lumped into these giant genres like pop rock hip-hop and there's so much more subtlety to it and i was like well i want to carve out my own thing like i want to have like something that sounds like my personality and um i think i was just like poking fun of myself because like when i was a little kid i used to be called a schizo and, and uh, and it's just like a funny way to me of like taking the power out of something that could be an insult and being like, no, I am this way because it's awesome. And, um, uh, uh, yeah. And it seemed to make the most sense at the time, but now I'm like, okay, I, th I, I'm okay with not calling it that. <laughs> I'm okay with calling it pop if you want to call it pop. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a little shorter. It's just easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about getting an Adidas tracksuit sponsorship, or do you think that would conflict with your work with Gabriel Chang? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Gabe would, Gabe would laugh at that, and he would also be horrified if I did get oh, okay. an Adidas <laughs> yeah. sponsorship. Yeah, because he's so funny. He's like, um, he's so subtle about uh, about um, the way he insults people's fashion, and he's like. Well, you could get an Adidas, you know, you can continue wearing the Adidas suits, but, you know, you're really missing out on the culture and lifestyle. But, you know, he says, like, stuff like that. It's like, but, dot, dot, dot. And, um, and he's kind of right. Like, what he's trying to say is, like, anybody can get an Adidas tracksuit, but you can, like, make yourself more unique by Cover having... your own path. Yeah, 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 like, having something that's, like, no one else has. Um, so, I... I Obviously, have I've laid the tracksuit to rest, but I I mostly didn't want to keep wearing a tracksuit forever because it's like Andrew WK can never wear another outfit. Yeah, he's stuck with again. a white shirt. So yeah. like, I wanted to nip that in the bud really quickly before it became too much of a, you know, I don't know. I always talk about Devo too because I think a lot of there are a lot of similarities with my music and like Devo and. You know, because they also take took like a, a serious message, and satirized it. Yeah, totally. Um, 
and then they ended up kind of entering like more of a pop world but like those guys would wear cones on their heads and I think there's something about that that started becoming a bit of a joke and I don't want to be a joke you know yeah of course um yeah I want to make jokes but there's a fine line between like making jokes and becoming one like I don't know yeah, <laughs> be uh, conscious yeah. of it because it can be like, kind of like a, a disarming a little bit like being the joke well I think like um I poke fun at myself all the time but there's also you know there's like something to be said about if you are making fun of yourself too much then it's like sad and <laughs> there's just like too much of one thing is just never good mm-hmm. I think so it's good to change it up Cool. Keep it fresh. Uh, you said I've, as you've gone through your career, you've uh, started taking things less seriously and given less of a fuck. Do you think this careless attitude can get any further and will we eventually just lead to like a Caroline Rose comedy album? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think, th- well, that might, I think like th- that not giving a fuck type of attitude, it, within the context of, um, probably when I said that it made a lot more sense because, um, I think when I, I went through a lot of shit with my last record label and I just was put through the ringer with them and to the point where they didn't put out my album and I like, and they would say things like, oh, we're going to test out some songs on the market before we put out your album. But they wouldn't even say, like, before we put out the album. Like, they never actually said that they were going to put it out. And, like, they would play these horrible mind games. And to the point where I was like, is this ever going to happen? Like, is this is this ever going to, like, or, you know, I could not have a career. I might not have a career. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's that, like, coming out of that and really not giving a fuck about anything other than just playing music for people. Um that and also there is like I think for the longest time there's like this burden of being successful that I at a certain point I was like I have to just let this go like you have to let it go or else it'll drive you fucking crazy um and the and the other thing that is like you know kind of the elephant in the room is like coming from a place of privilege of being able to make music in the first place like you should be grateful for that so I think um that attitude was just coming from like a I don't care what people think of this like I I can't think about that like it was coming from more of a place of like a survival mentality almost of like I'm gonna do this and I have to do it on my terms and if the reviews aren't good or if like people don't come to the shows, like I have to find a way to persevere through this and make it fun. Um, and, sh- and, and I did like, I found a band that were, were like my best friends. Yeah. I, I like kind of was like, I don't care. If I don't care that Abby doesn't even know how to play the keyboard. Like you'll learn, like we'll, we'll practice together and like, you'll learn, you'll figure it out. And I, but I like, I want to have fun and we're going to have fun. And, and you can tell, like, we, when you come to our shows and everyone's on and 
I think even when we're not on, like, we're still having fun, and there's something to be said about that. I guess that's, like, the the kind of careless attitude um, that kind of comes across with all, all of us, I think, kind of have that same, like, you know, we're not, I don't know, we're, we're not, like, sleek and polished. It's, you're, it's gonna be, like, rough around the edges and, but fun. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, giving us your time and answering these questions. Uh, really excited to see both your performances this week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Excellent. Um, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah.